We have the privilege of honoring Rich and Susan Hutchins as he retires from his active service as associate pastor here at First Baptist. And we wish you nothing but the best as you begin your retirement years for the second time. Almost eight years ago, they retired after 27 years of faithful service to the Lord as IMB missionaries serving around the world. We were incredibly blessed when that retirement led to a season of huge fruitfulness in ministry here at First Baptist. I remember the first time I met the Hutchins. They were in town for some reason. I can't even remember why you were back. And called and said, let's get together and have breakfast. And we did and had a great time with them. And we came back from that. And within a couple of days, I had written a letter and said, look, when you get back, come to work at First Baptist. And he did. And what you may not remember is I invited him to come and to serve our church as the part-time associate pastor of First Baptist Church. And he did. And after about a year of this part-time guy suddenly being in the office every day and getting involved in all kinds of things and beginning to teach Wednesday night services and uh, to uh, put together the beginning of our college ministries and and so many other things. I sat down with him one day and I said, Rich, I want you to think about something. And he said, well, what? I said, I want you to think about transitioning from being our part-time associate pastor to being our full-time associate pastor. And Rich looked at me and he said, so I don't know exactly what would that involve if I decided to do that. And I said, it would involve getting paid for all the things you're already doing. And with that job description, he stepped into full-time role. And my word, what an incredible investment for First Baptist Church to make in his ministry. And what an incredible investment as he invested in our church. Today is a day of mixed emotions. We're glad for the Hutchins. We're sad for ourselves. We're so pleased that they will continue to be active here at our church. We are so grateful for all they mean to us and for the leadership and the grace that they have exercised in our midst. When I think about Rich's ministry, there's a scripture passage that I believe says a lot about the life that these two have lived. It's the challenge from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where the Bible says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Today I want to honor Rich and Susan. And that commitment to the race that has been set before them. You know, when you have a race, every race has a beginning. You line up and you begin to run. And for Rich, that race began when he started attending church as a teenage boy. As a military brat, he lived a life of traveling wherever his father's service led him. One of the most important places of all was in St. Louis because it was there that a friend invited him to church. It was there he came to know Christ the Savior began to learn how to follow him. It was in Savannah that 
his church licensed him after he heard God's call into ministry and said yes to that call. He began a lifelong race of following wherever it led. Every spiritual race has a beginning point. It's the same for all of us. The race begins when you trust Christ Jesus as Savior and commit yourself to following him as Lord. And the beginning of Rich's race may be the same thing as your race. That time when you remember, I heard the call of Jesus on my life. I recognized that I was a sinner in need of grace, and I realized I needed the salvation that only Jesus can give. And I said yes to him. Your experience may even be something like the experience that Rich had. It may be that there was that moment when somebody invited you to church, and for the first time it seemed like a good thing to do, and they had no idea, you had no idea where that might lead and that that road was going to lead to salvation. It may even be that you're here today because somebody brought you. It may be a friend that invited you to church. It may be a family member that you've come to join. But you're here because you need a word of grace. And you need to hear that Jesus loves you and that Jesus died for you. And that Jesus wants you. And he wants you to come and be part of his family. And maybe today is the day when you can begin your own race following Christ as Lord. I can't imagine a more effective thing to that than on this day when we're acknowledging someone who has served the Lord for a lifetime to let this be the day when you begin your own walk with Christ. But the beginning of the race is always just that. It's a beginning. Trusting Christ is not the last thing you do to be right with God. It's the first thing you do. And one of the things I appreciate about Rich Hutchins is he really is a gifted discipler. He is gifted at taking people, and once you've made that decision to know Jesus, then beginning to explain to you what that means to follow him. And sometimes he can do it in the simplest way, as he does with our children. And sometimes he'll take you down deep, the way Jonathan was talking about on the Wednesday night Bible studies. But he has a way of teaching people, this is what it means to know and follow Jesus. I think that's what you were just telling us, John David, about going away and being involved in doing the work of missions. Somebody who shows you, demonstrates to you, this is what it means to follow him. Every race has a beginning. And my prayer for you is if you're here today and you don't know Christ, that this would be the day when you begin to walk with Christ. So that's where the race began. But one thing we know about a race is it leads through all kinds of winding pass, uh, pathways. Rich and Susan met and they married and they settled into the life of pastor and wife. And it was a rich life, as you can imagine. Rich was effective as a pastor and as a preacher to the congregations they served. There was only one hitch. Years before they had even met, Susan had heard God calling her to missionary service. And that call had never really gone away. And some of the discussions they had early on were something like this. You know, God might want us to be missionaries. God doesn't want me to be a missionary. God may be calling us to go overseas. God wants me to be a pastor. Is this a pretty good conversation about the way it worked? 
And it would usually end somewhere like this. Well, we'll just pray about it. And that's a dangerous thing to do. And over those years, as they prayed about it, God began to work within Rich's heart, and he began to hear that call and found himself not only willing, but eager to hear that missionary challenge and to accept it. And together they joined the race as missionaries. And look at the places their race carried them. Venezuela, Jordan, Egypt, Italy, Richmond. I probably missed something along the way there. And they and their families followed God's call, learned languages they'd never heard, learned to live in cultures that were nothing like home until the Lord led them to allow those places to become home for all of those years. They brought the presence of Christ and the truth of the gospel to people who were lost and dying with no knowledge of the truth. When you run the race, you never know where the Lord may lead you. One of the things that is true is that nobody's race is exactly the way they anticipated that it would be. That part of what it means to walk and follow Jesus means that he leads the way and you let him set the pace. And you learn that sometimes the Lord's going to surprise you. He's going to surprise you at every turn. And sometimes things are not going to turn out the way you anticipated they would be, but they'll turn out the way you realize God had always planned for them to be. You learn the value of running wisely, even when that means slowing down and persevering along the way. And you learn what it means to run with dedication, even when the Lord seems to be outrunning you and you're losing your breath trying to catch up with what he's doing. And along the way, God's race will lead you through new places and challenging faces and people that are going to call for patience and commitment. But it's worth it because you know you're running the race that is set before you. The race will always lead to places of fresh challenges. 2015 running the race led all the way back to Birmingham and back to First Baptist Church. Now the great thing is when they came to minister among us, you know they had already been members of this church for some time. They had spent several times over in the missionary house and now they were back. So many new challenges as they began to ask God, what's the future going to look like for us? We know what you've called us from. We're retiring from our international mission service, but what's it going to be like next? And we're so grateful that God opened doors for them to come and be part of the ministry staff at First Baptist Church and to join our race so many new challenges to face. Since Rich became our associate pastor, we faced some big challenges as a congregation, helping as we recovered from unimaginable tragedy to dealing with the challenges associated with a major flooding event that took place. I'll never forget that day when we all came in on a Monday and the water was pouring down through the the, the ceiling all the way to the very basement. Merritt was on the roof, I remember, trying to figure out what in the world to do. And uh, Rich and I and a whole bunch of you were in there trying to do something to 
stem the flow. And I remember about 2.30 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we were both in Larry Bird's classroom with shop vacs, just vacking up water. And somebody came in and said, why are you still wearing a tie? And we said, because there hadn't been time to take it off. <laughs> what a day. And what a process recovering. Through COVID and beyond. You know, the greatest thing about that COVID season, if you remember, prior to COVID with our children's sermons, the staff was taking turns. And I would take a month, and Rich would take a month, and Joe would take a month, and Nathan would take a month. And, but when we went through that season when all of a sudden we weren't able to meet in the sanctuary again, I remember I went to Rich and I said, you know what, you are the most visual of all of us who have been doing the children's messages. Will you do this while we're only on live stream? And he agreed to do that. And by the time we came back, he came to me and said, look, if you want me to do this from now on, I would be glad to. Boy, I'm so glad of that. I'm so glad that God used that season to put him in a place of really effective ministry to our kids, along with all the rest of us. He has been with many of us in our church family as we faced personal crises, went through seasons of grief, struggled with issues going on in our lives and in our spirits. Every week we've been blessed by his teaching and leading Every Sunday we wait to see what's going to happen during the service that day. It's hard to realize that that part of you all's race has now gone on for seven and a half years. And this morning, the race means crossing a new line called retirement. And it's been a great privilege for me and for you to run alongside of them during this season of the race. And we're so blessed to know they're going to continue to serve the Lord in our midst because today is retirement day. And you know what that means. It means, and the race goes on. Rich and Susan are celebrating a special milestone in their lives. They've accomplished so much. God has used them in so many ways. But one thing is for sure, the race is not over. It's just moving in a new direction. Do you know how I know that? Because that's what the Bible tells us. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he was there at the beginning, and he will continue to be there all the way to the end. That's what the Bible says. One thing I think is probably true about a calling to ministry is there never is that period point. There's just that shifting gears point. Because when you're looking unto Jesus, that means he's always ahead of you. He's always setting the pace for the race of your life means the race is not for a certain season or just particular activities or a, a defined period of time. This is what the Bible tells us about all of our lives. It says the race goes on until this life ends and eternal life begins. 
Crossing the finish line is what God has reserved for when he calls us home to be with Jesus. And for as long as you can look unto Jesus, he'll always be in front of you, challenging you to finish strong. And that means that today is a day when we celebrate Rich Hutchins in his role of, as associate pastor, and we congratulate him on this time of retirement. But it also means we anticipate all that God is going to continue to do through this special couple. I am so grateful that we have this opportunity to, and privilege to honor the Hutchins and to express our gratitude. But most of all, through Christ, I'm grateful that we're not saying goodbye or even farewell. Instead, we're excited because the race goes on and we have the privilege of saying to the two of you this morning, Godspeed. God has special plans ahead for you. And I think some of them have to do with the people in between you all this morning. And that is special. Thank God for the Hutchins. And maybe today you're here and you recognize today is the day you begin your spiritual race. Today is the day when you begin to follow Jesus by trusting him as Savior and asking him to be your Lord. And maybe today as we stand in just a moment and sing our invitation hymn, this is the day when you need to receive Christ Jesus as Lord. And so I think it's such an appropriate thing that it's my privilege to say to you on this special day, and if you need to make a decision, I will be here, and Dr. Hutchins will be here to receive you if you come. Let's stand together. Let's sing our invitation hymn.
Let me ask you to be seated again just for a moment. And I'm going to ask Rich and, yes, Susan Hutchins to join me on the platform. Your favorite place, Susan. We have some special ways that we want to express our gratitude to the two of you all for all you mean to this church. And we're just so glad we have that privilege. And the first thing is just a special gift that we want to present to the Hutchins, and I think it will be just your size. And this is a gift of $5,000 that we want you all to take and use in whatever way you want to use it. You, I, I, there's a long story there. Richard, did you say cruise? There's been a long debate about that. And there may be some family out here whose eyes are lighting up right now going, oh, look at this. This is a great privilege. We just want you all to know we love you and we appreciate all that you mean to us in that way. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Susan, we want to do something special because we think you are a treasure and we wanted to pass on a treasure from our church. And we want you to go ahead and open that so you can see what you've got. And Rich, I don't have anything like that for you. We share a lot of stuff. You probably won't share this. <laughs> you you need the <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. And we we want you to enjoy that. And then the last gift, really I'm going to ask for action from our congregation as well. This is something that the deacons and I talked about this past week as a, an official action of our church. And Rich, this is a plaque that says, Associate Pastor Emeritus, Dr. Richard Hutchins, thank you for being true to the word, for reflecting Jesus, and for being a blessing. Thank you for your love of God, leadership, counseling, prayers, and guidance with much love and appreciation from First Baptist Church of Birmingham. Now, the deacons thought this was a great idea, and I thought it was a great idea, but you know, this really takes church action to anoint him, appoint him. I don't know if we anoint you or not. As, as our associate pastor emeritus. Now, what that means is for a lifetime, we still call on him to do whatever we need. <laughs> so. <laughs> So if you want to invite Richard Hutchins to be our associate pastor emeritus, you let him know by saying amen. amen. Oh, thank you. And that is for you. That is so cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. <sighs> what a privilege. And I've invited 
Rich, if he would like to, to share some words with our church. Susan stands with me everywhere but on the podium. (laughs) You know, when you talk about um, a long history of of just being involved with First Baptist Church, I was was thinking about uh, just looking over the congregation and... uh, and a lot of you don't know this, but being your associate pastor was not the first employment that I had here at First Baptist Church. Uh, I was employed at First Baptist Church by Mother's Day out. I was actually on staff, and I was teaching 18-month-olds. So I've actually come full circle <laughs> when you think about it. But I, I just... You know, reflecting back on everything that has been said this morning, I'm just so grateful to have had the privilege of being uh, a part of what God is doing here at First Baptist Church to, to serve with our senior pastor, which has been such a privilege, and the great staff that we have here at First Baptist Church. And, uh, you know, it's I'm looking back here at sort of the, the beginning and the end, or the beginning and the end for me, and that just thinking, wow, you know, I'm not going to be able to be here on staff with Jeff, but he, he can't get rid of me. He keeps asking me, are you still here? But yes, I'm still here and hope to be here for a while, but I know that God's going to continue to work through this staff and through you all for the years to come, and the great thing is we get to be a part of you all. It's, it's We continue to be a part of you all. When I started my ministry, uh, in seminary studying, uh, I was pastoring at that time, and I was working on my my doctoral. And you know, my doctoral uh, thesis was on how to incorporate children into worship. That was what my focus was. And so, when Dr. Cooley asked me to consider doing the children's thing, I just didn't realize how natural that was to do that. I have enjoyed so much. Uh, being with your kids here. I look forward to this every Sunday. I look forward to Wednesday night. You know, Jonathan, I look forward to that Bible study. I look forward to the times I get to preach. Unfortunately, Dr. Cooley does too. So we have to negotiate those kinds of things. But whether emeritus or not, you know, God called us to First Baptist Church long before uh, staff, long before uh, living here in Birmingham. And our, you know, God's callings are sure and without repentance. (laughs) And so our hope and our prayer is that we will continue to be a part of the life of First Baptist Church. Uh, And, you know, just to be a part of you all who are a part of us. I keep thinking about what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3, 2. We don't need letters of recommendations because you are God's letter of recommendation written upon our heart. And that's really how we feel about every one of you. You're our church family. You're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we are so grateful to God for each and every one of you. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. King. Thank you so much. It's been a good day. Now, normally at this point, I would say that I would invite Rich and Susan to be at the door so you would have an opportunity to greet them and meet them. But we're going to do that in the fellowship hall in a little while. And that means we need to allow them enough time to go off and have lunch together and be back. So I encourage you uh, to be here at 2 o'clock, 2 to 4, for that very special reception. 
which is not to say that he won't be where he usually is on Sunday because he'll be out here, I'm sure, to visit with you all. But uh, think that this will give them time to, to get a break, have lunch with their family, and be back here in time for the reception. It's been a good day. God's blessing us. We're so grateful for those that serve through this church. So let's stand together and let's have our closing prayer. And then after that, our final song. And Father, we do thank you for the Hutchins. What a blessing they are to us. Father, we thank you for all the ways you have used him in this role leading up to retirement and all the ways that you have yet to use them as they continue to serve you as your called servants. So, Father, bless them. Keep them in the palm of your hand. And, Lord, we thank you that we've had this chance to honor them and to praise you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.